What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Agitator. We have a very, very special episode in store for you tonight. One of my favorite people, the homie from Houston, the best actor in Texas and America, <laughs> Luis Galindo, voice of King Swain, here to talk about Vinland Saga. Yeah. What's up? What's up, guys? It's really an honor to be on your show. I'm a fan. I'm a patreon member i uh i'm down i i have a lot of catching up to do because i've been on this fucking tour and haven't had a moment's time to myself but i i did start listening to uh i've, I've heard maybe five or six episodes i think what tell us about the tour what are you doing on this tour oh yeah um so i you guys remember the movie new jack city mm -hmm. of course yeah Nino Brown, all that shit. Cash money. Cash G money. Yeah, G money. Uh, <laughs> they, this guy I went to undergrad with uh, named Jacarius Johnson, he got the rights to the script and made a stage play version of it with uh, music and, and, you know, it's basically a straight play, but with music and some musical numbers. Um, but he got some, you know, Big, big name rappers from the old school to be in it. Uh, and uh, one of the original actors from the cast, the guy that played G Money, Alan Payne. Yeah, yeah. He's in, he's in it. He's playing his the same role he played in the movie 30 years later. <laughs> that doesn't age, man. He looks young. It's ridiculous. He does, he's always looked like a baby. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so Big Daddy Kane is in it, or was. He, he recently left the tour. Uh, Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Is oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He plays Nino Brown. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, this this actor, Gary Dordan, he was on CSI for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. in that uh, different world, Cosby circle, along with Alan Payne. And uh, Flex Alexander, who's a comedian, actor, dancer. He did like some choreography for like some old school guys like heavy D and the boys. And I think Paula Abdul. So oh, he, nice. All these cats have been around for a while and I've known the producer for a long time and he wanted me to be in the show, man. And he asked me to do it. And, you know, I'm a teacher. And I was like, man, I can't, I can't go on tour. I'm, I, I got, I, I'm the fucking teacher. I got to be there all the time, you know? And he's like, what if you just left on the weekends? Because we only perform on the weekends. And he just kept bugging me and bugging me. I'm like, fine. <laughs> fine. You know what? I'm going to write up a proposal and I'm going to show it to my boss just to show you what a fucking stupid idea this is. And I did it. And my boss is like, oh, tell us more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've met your boss. He's cool. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> right? So now I got to... Um, yeah, that's right. Kelby came to my school and, and did a workshop with the kids, a writing workshop. Um, but they said yes. And so I've been leaving every weekend. Uh, I, I teach like Monday through Thursday or whatever. And Friday morning, I'll get on a plane and fly out to wherever the tour is, join them, perform, haul ass back to Houston on, you know, Monday morning or Sunday night and go right back to work. So I've been who, doing it. Who are you playing? I play the uh, 
the Judd Nelson role. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 crazy right. cop. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. That's, That's a great cool, fucking man. movie. Oh yeah, I was kind of the one that broke out. You know the, uh, it kind of was a crossover hit for like quote urban movies at the time. It, it really allowed that that market to be tapped a, a lot more widely. And then you had you know I guess it came out the same year as Boys in the Hood. And then you had uh, then you had Menace to Society right after that, and Dead Presidents, and those kind of movies. It's one of those that's so influential that like people quote it and they never even seen it before. Exactly. They just hear the quotes all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, people in the audience, like during the, the movie, they'll uh, during the show they'll say the lines before the actors. Will. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so I've been doing this shit for a couple of weeks, I mean, a couple of months, and uh, this last week, you know, performed in L.A. on Friday and Saturday, Oakland on Sunday. I flew out right after the show in Oakland, went right to work from the airport Monday morning, and I'd been doing this for months, and it finally, finally caught up with me. I was going to say, that's why you're fucking sick now. <laughs> yeah, just, my body's like, now we're done, motherfucker. We're, I'm taking you out yeah so yeah so i started feeling bad like on friday uh yeah i went to work today and it was probably a mistake (laughs) but i'm fucking hopped up on dayquil so i got that speedy fucking acetaminophen dude i there you go i I can't remember if it was dayquil or not but when i was in seventh or eighth grade i didn't know shit about drugs i just knew that when you got sick you took nyquil or dayquil or whatever and so i took a bottle of whatever it was to school and accidentally halfway through the day because i just had it on my desk and i was just sipping it and the teachers never said anything because they didn't know either (laughs) and i started tripping dicks like at fourth period dude i was like something is really wrong (laughs) yeah Yeah. you could trip on that shit yeah it was fucking crazy dude oh my god you thought that was Houston, Houston, like, obviously. No, not from Houston. No, Oklahoma. <laughs> and I had never, I had no idea what what lean or anything was. So I was just like, I was just like, if I was of the mind to do that, I could just, I guess, I could have just gotten away with it, in, right? You know, in two thousand and one or whatever year that was, it was right. two thousand probably. Like nobody knew any better, so it's like, oh, he's sick. It's also kind of funny to think that I used to get sick and I would be like actually sick. And my mom would just be like, no, go to school because now after COVID and stuff, it's like you get sick. It's like, oh no, take, take three weeks off. Don't talk to anybody. (laughs) That's why I don't even like get back in the game. Yeah. I don't tell people when I'm sick, man. I just don't want to deal with the bullshit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Go home, miss work, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fine. We're su- we're supposed to get sick too. Exactly. No, people are supposed to get sick. It's not fun, but no, it, it ain't supposed to happen. I'm surprised I lasted this long before I finally crashed, though. It's fucking. You're powerful. You have powers. Your your power. immune system's power. Yeah. You got that, the- that rune soup immune system. Yeah, exactly. I, I get all the uh, and all those airports and 
Yeah. Hitting theaters all across the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of how the three of us connected, right? Was through Rune Soup. Yeah. Like oh, between. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. you, you were in the, the premium members on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just through that community. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I, you know, I started following everybody I could on Twitter that was in the community. And then uh, the first person I sort of discovered was JDO and I started reading about his books. I was like, Oh, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to get, get one of these books and start reading. I started hearing about, uh, you know, broke river and, and like the first book I read was snake handler. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> it fucking yeah. blew my mind. I was like from page one. It's like, God damn. <laughs> I wish I could take more credit for that, but I was working with, so Cody Goodfellow is one of my yeah. book heroes. I mean, yeah. he's just, if you ever meet the guy, he's, somebody whose brain is going like he smokes so much weed just to be like still smarter than me, but like just to be on like a human level. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's just, he's just going like yeah. that, that dude, uh, I think like the first time I met him, I actually just, I think it was before weed was even legal, but I was in LA and he had uh, the week before he'd had um, who's that director who did um the island of dr moreau but the one that never got made what was oh, that guy's uh, name? oh man i just weird because i was just watching brando clips from that fucking weird movie yeah. i don't yeah. remember he he had that guy like living in his backyard like the week <laughs> before i came over and he was he was just i just remember thinking like you know his his wife very nice woman daughter wonderful and he's just he's a madman who wears these crazy loud suits everywhere he goes he's got this great sense of fashion he just he just smokes all the time yeah and uh he's an actor too he's been uh uh an extra because he uh, for a while he got this crazy big beard yeah and so he was cast in like a ton of shit as like <laughs> the homeless guy you yeah know? yeah yeah but uh, he's an he's, american horror story he's in the yeah that's oh right. cool that's yeah, awesome yeah. oh that's yeah, great yeah. That's right. But he's a, he's just a great dude. And I think he's, he's like the biggest, you know, slept on writer alive right now. Cause he, he should be up, you know, selling millions of copies, but right. it's just how it goes sometimes, I guess. Well, I mean, you guys, uh, I guess like for any, any discipline in art, right. You, you always want to do another one. Like the, the one that you have an aptitude for is, is never good enough. Uh, you always want to try something else. Or Like for me, it was like acting. I, I could just do it. Right. I could, I was always able to get away with it and sort of be, be, be cast in things all the time. Uh, mostly luck. And, but I had, you know, enough kind of raw ability to, to be cast, but I always, always wanted to be a writer. Mm -hmm. like that was like the, that was to me was the coolest fucking thing you could be and uh when i read you guys it's like god damn man like i, I uh god's fair no better i just finished mm. and uh and i'm now about a third of the way through mercy and oh, yeah. 
I take those with me. I, I've just taken it with me on the plane this week when I leave. Uh, and I think I left, and I left God fair, God's fair, no better on the fucking plane, but I, <laughs> but I did finish it. Be a so fun some surprise poor, for somebody some, to find some poor fucker in Scranton is going, Oh, I wonder what this is. And then, yeah, it's like deer rape. It's like, oh my goodness, that's not... he's like, he's not gonna shut it real quick and like put it away in his fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. pocket. Yeah, All right. Yeah, but but the thing that I that that strikes me about your your, your writing, both of y'all, is there's like a fearlessness to the things you will say. Now, I have that fearlessness on stage to say other people's shit, right? I can do, I can be pretty bold and daring on stage most of the time. Mm -hmm. When I get a pen in my hand or a keyboard, I I will, there's like a built-in sensor for some fucking reason. And I can't Mm -hmm. get to that shit that you're, there's a lot of stuff in my way. Mm -hmm. So I can't do what you guys do yet. And I, I, I will work on it a sentence at a time, trying to say the shit that I want to really say. And I, I stay really safe with it, but you guys just knock the fucking door down. And that to me, that's really admirable. Thank you. When when that shit comes down, when you get through that, it's gonna be some raw shit because I've seen you perform other people's stuff and there's like there's fucking I mean, just being in the room with you, even being on Zoom with you is like there's so much raw power, like yeah. that it's yeah. You've got a crazy energy. So like yeah, some see, people have that, yeah. And well, your poetry is good. No. So I I actually just came across it uh the other day because I've been moving from room to room ever yeah. since the, the new kid got here. Yeah. I've been shuffling things around in the house. Yeah. I yeah. was moving stacks of books and yours was like on top of a pile. I was like, Oh shit. Hell yeah. So oh, I had cool, to man. crack it open and flip That's through cool. a few of those. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. Yeah. You know how they say, uh, you write drunk and edit sober. Yeah. That's the, the, just don't edit. Just don't edit. (laughs) Just, just, just write, just write drunk. And then you you just, you just drinking soon. Yeah. Right. 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 (laughs) I, I, uh, yeah, I want to echo what Kelby was saying because you're talking about how you have an aptitude for acting. And I think some people just do that, but like, like your whole, because we've met too. We met in Austin at yeah, the yeah. in Soup meetup. Right, right. There are some, there are some people who just have a you know powerful vibe, and you you definitely give that off. So I'm interested to see what you write, man. Thank I mean, you. That I, cool. I, uh, I really appreciate that. I uh, I wrote a play because right, I'm in the theater, and uh, I'm afraid it wasn't very good. But uh, I think I had to write it in order to write the next thing, you know, super formulaic, super, you know, it was basically like a kid's story for, for adults, right? I, I, I had Kelby read it and, um, you know, it, it's, it's not very good, but I, I'm pretty sure it was needed, necessary to, to get to the next thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could kind of see you searching in it too. Like I was trying to, I was trying to figure out because you're in theater and I'm not. 
Right. So, so I was trying to picture it differently than like just reading a book. And there was like shit there where I'm like, this is good. Yeah. And I don't know what to offer beside like, but it did like, yeah, it seemed like this is something I got to get out and figure out what I'm actually trying to do. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and again, like I just picked a play because, you know, I guess because I've done so many of them, I kind of know how they work. You know, what all, what all planes, what all plays have you done? Oh man, I've, I've done at least a hundred, but God damn. the more memorable one, I've been doing this for a long, I'm old, man. I'm 50. Um, <laughs> I've been doing this shit since I was, you know, 18. Today on the show, we have Takashi Miike. (laughs) 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 In his 100th production. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I guess some of the more memorable ones, like I studied, I went to to graduate school to to learn to be a, a classical actor. And so I studied Shakespeare for a long time. And that that's all I did, like, I did Shakespeare exclusively for several years uh, in L.A. when I lived there. Um, But I guess Macbeth is probably the biggest one. I played Macbeth for six months. Um, I did Hamlet. I didn't play Hamlet, but I was in the play for six months. Um, uh, I did uh, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, Othello. Mary Wives of Windsor, As You Like It, you know, all, all the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the more modern stuff I did, um, well, the one Kelby saw, uh, uh, the Susan Laurie Parks play uh, Book of Grace, but I also did, uh, did some Sam Shepard mm-hmm. at the same theater. I did Curse of the Starving Class. I did uh, Stephen Adley Girgis is probably my favorite playwright. Uh, and I did a couple of his plays. We produced two of his plays, a uh, play called The Motherfucker with the Hat. <laughs> nice. um, the Last Days of Judas Iscariot. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I did another play of his called Our Lady of 121st Street. And uh, I did a wrestling play in Houston called The Elaborate Entrance of Chad Deity. And we had to learn how to wrestle. I had to learn how to, I got power bombed on stage. Let's go. Yeah. Shit was <laughs> I got video of it, man. It was fucking stupid. Um, you know, so I do, I did a Donald Barthelme adaptation of one of his books, uh, Snow White, got turned into a play. So, you know, I've done a, done a bunch of shit. I can just imagine that wrestling one because you were really physical in the, uh, in the Book of Grace when you oh, had yeah. to do like a ton of push ups. Yeah. And then, all the projecting, that oh, little, yeah. the walls of that little matchbox room were like shaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I worked pretty hard on that. I had to get in pretty decent shape in order to just keep up, you know, because I got that fucking twenty year old kid that I had <laughs> push up contest with. I'm like, I'm not letting this little motherfucker beat me. No fucking way. <laughs> no, nope. But, you know, during COVID, I just fucking, you know, there was nothing to do. So I bought a weight bench and just started pounding fucking weights. What's up? Yeah, that's the way to and do it. Like, I don't know, for some reason, I just felt like I needed to be really strong. 
Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, it was like some kind of fear thing. Like, I got to get stronger, man. I got to, I got to be powerful in order for this time that we're living through or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To make it got to get swole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I had the same the same impulse. I had started working out about two years before COVID. Yeah. And then when it hit, I was one of the last holdouts at the gym. It was actually kind of spooky when they were shutting everything down, but they hadn't quite closed the planet fitness yet. Yeah. I would go and then I would go to work and my coworkers would be like, You went to the gym? And I was like, Yeah. So that I don't catch cut. Like to them, going to the gym meant you were gonna get sick. Right. But to me, it's like, no, I'm going to the gym so that I don't get sick because, yeah. you know, and then I had the kid and I haven't fucking worked out and well, he's two now. So two years, but dad bod mode. Engaged. I'm in dad bod mode for sure, dude, but I'm trying to get back into it. It's just that the planet fitness here is about 20 minutes away. So it's just kind of a drive. And also planet fitness has the most insane contracts of any business like in order for yeah in order for me to get out of my planet fitness contract i have to write i have to do a written letter to the planet fitness that i signed up at in el paso and get them to approve my cancellation what the fuck (laughs) i know dude (laughs) it's stupid (laughs) it sounds illegal yeah it should be it should be people have people uh have taken these it's not just planet fitness but they've taken these gyms to court and gotten a pretty significant amount of money because you know there's an anytime fitness right down the street but can't pay for two gym subscriptions right i should just get a weight bench like you yeah do it prison style yeah i just got the shitty one off of craigslist or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and then sort of acquired weights here and there at the at the flea market or the you know, my brother or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah. get milk jugs and fill them up with concrete or whatever. Concrete, sand. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rocky three or Rocky four. Yeah. You just get you just get a log. I saw this guy on Instagram who's uh his gimmick is that he does these crazy lifts. So he has the traveling salesman lift where he's got uh one of those squat <laughs> racks that balances on his back. Yeah. And he deadlifts and all of the weights have like chains and shit hanging off of them. And he's got a, a head brace on with like weights hanging from it. Right. And I saw one that he did where he did, uh, he did a deadlift. Well, he had, it looked like he had about like, I don't know, maybe like 200 pounds on it. And he did a kickflip while he was holding the bar. Damn. I was like, Jeez. I got to admit that's, it was pretty tight. Like, I'm not going to lie. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, shit. You know that movie Bronson with yeah. Tom? Yeah. Hayden? You know yeah. that guy, the, the real guy, he wrote a fitness book? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy. It's all push ups, right? He, he just I don't know. I, I've never seen I just know <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's called like solitary fitness. Yeah, he, he does push ups and fights fights guards. That's it. Like, that's, <laughs> that's his fitness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on Pretty Tuesday, you want to fight the guards. Yeah. 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 On that Wednesday, back so to push ups. That <laughs> movie was kind of like a play, actually. The, the it really was, was. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of structured like a play. And it's still crazy to me that this dude went into jail for armed robbery in what was it like the 70s or some yeah. shit? Like 70s. Yeah. 
And he's just never gotten out because he keeps fucking fighting people. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> completely crazy. Yeah. 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 You, ought to, you ought to do a. You ought to do that play next. Dude, that would be badass. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that, get the the Cockney accent though. Yeah, that's a lot of work. How but, many accents can you do? Oh God, I don't know, man. I I just did one yesterday. I had a. A, an audition for a play they're doing british and uh i really fucking really don't like doing it. uh don't like doing british because british is really hard scottish is a lot of, scottish and irish are way easier i've right? been uh yeah uh, one of the things that i'm working on is an audiobook and there's mm-hmm. one character who's scottish yeah. And so that was a thing that was like needed before oh, yeah. I got the audit before, you know, I got the job. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, my main thing is trying not to border on Scottish Irish, like yeah. getting, getting them to, they're like, to me, they're really close. Right. Hit, hit us with some, hit us with some glass, Glaswegian trash. Yeah. The Glaswegian. Right. Or a, right. Uh, so, I used to have a lot of Scottish. I still have a lot of Scottish Scottish friends, and um, I, I was trying to date this girl, and I bought all this fancy food and shit, and she stood me up, and I had like pate and pasta and shit, and wine at my house, and it all fucking it was just sitting there getting cold. So I called my Scottish buddy. It's like, man, she stood me up. Come over and eat, help me eat this fucking food and drink this wine. And he gets over there and he starts laughing at me. And he's like, he's calling people and telling them what happened to me in the Scottish accent. And he's talking about the pate and the food. He's like, right. So I'm over here at Galindo's. I, his bird stood him up. He, he bought pate and all that. He's like fucking spooning the pate onto a fucking cracker. Hey, I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> And I'm just sitting there drinking my like, shut the fuck up, man. Galindo. Galindo. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. So hilarious. I learned the Scottish accent from those cats and uh, the British, the Irish. There was a really cool friend of mine, a guy named uh, Paul McLaughlin. He's from Dublin. He's completely fucking insane. And uh, I tried to mimic his Dublin brogue all the fucking time. Right. I love a chance for anything that ends in like a T that just turns into vowels. Yeah. I kinda I kinda do it. I kinda, I kinda do it. Yeah, I do it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I hear those accents and I'm like, relax, guy. Come on. It's, come on. Come on. It's just, not real. Just, come on. <laughs> Drop it. Yeah. Like when you hear people from New Zealand and every vowel that they do is just an an I, it's just a soft I. Like every every vowel, and it's like, do you really do you all really talk like that? No, I mean, there's no way. No. It's just yeah. it's just a joke they're all in on. <laughs> they're fucking pulling our leg, man. Yeah. One of my uh, one of my childhood friends was he wasn't Scottish. I mean, just by descendants, but like his, you know, he had grandparents, great grandparents and shit who were Scottish and they'd come over every once in a while. The first time I met his grandma, I, I was like six, but I remember being in the, in the kitchen. Cause I felt like I had done something wrong the way that she 
you know, reacted to me, like just staring at her. She goes, Oi, Losek, what are you staring at? Is it me accent? Is it me accent or is it me good looks? <laughs> What'd you tell her? I said, It's your good looks. Yeah, that's the right answer. Always got the right answer. Man. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I, don't often have to do those, right? But anytime I do, it's it's usually Latino, right? It's Mexican or Cuban or some shit. Mm -hmm. hey, Why is that? I don't know. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> <It's really> weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, you do you have you ever have to do like a cholo? Oh, all the fucking time, man. Yeah. You know what yeah. I said, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because. I've lived around Mexicans uh, for most of my adult life, whether it was in El Paso or just my wife's family or whatever. So I've been around a lot of um, cholos, right? She had a, a cousin, Paulo, who was a cholo. Yeah. And what I noticed about them is that they do this really creepy thing where yeah. if you're in trouble yeah. with them, they get, they get friendlier. They get like <laughs> nicer. Yeah. And they they start being like, it's like if you said something wrong, they get closer to you, but they yeah. don't tell you that you fucked up. They're like, oh, really, homie? That's crazy. But yeah, man. No, tell us more. Keep talking. Keep talking. You know, and it's like, <laughs> like I feel like I'm in so much trouble right now. Like, it's, <laughs> it's cool, dude. Damn. Yeah, you're right, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this was a. Uh, like El Paso, I never spent a lot of time there, but I can imagine they're probably they're probably a lot like the cholos anywhere, right? They're super yep. fucking <laughs> like, oh no, yeah, you're right, homie. Now nah, that's a trip, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her uh, Rios's Tio Pepe was a cholo, and uh, he still talks like that, and he's yeah. hilarious, man, because you know he's got kids and. We went to Wet and Wild, which is the water park out there for his son's birthday. Oh. And I just love talking to that guy because he says fuck every other word. <laughs> and just super friendly, though. Good. Yeah. Food. He's a good cook, too. He's good on the grill. But yeah, you just like, I love that. That's probably my favorite accent. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard for me to not like somebody if they if they talk that way. But El Paso has something a little bit different they call oh. it uh like uh fresa is what they fresa. call it yeah and it's uh so for for kelby fresa is just a strawberry but it's like uh it's like rich for kelby like i don't you, know. <laughs> you don't know what fresa was <laughs> i didn't know if you i don't know it, i mean i know luis lives in houston but i didn't know if there was a lot of spanish speakers uh, i guess they're everywhere um sure. but it's uh so what they do in el paso is they go ay ay for everything to the I, point I, where the way that we say like, they say I, I. So they'll be like, I was going to the store, I, I, and then I bought, you know, I, and it's yeah, just yeah. like, dude, that's weird, like, right? That's a lot of I, I's, but it's yeah. funny how different things become paralanguage. I'll be right back, guys. I'm going to go see why my son is screaming at the top of his lungs. I'll be that's right back. Yeah. yeah, man. So, like the, the Mexicans in Houston, the, you know, you know, the Vatos yeah. here, right? Everybody's a fool. A fool. A fool. A fool. A fool. Yeah. Uh, I told that fool, hey fool, you better fucking go get those other fools out of there, fool, because 
this shit's about to go down, fool. But, that was in my vocabulary from like a very, very young age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Have you, you, have you guys ever seen the Instagram account called Foo's Gone Wild? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love Foo's Gone Wild. <laughs> yeah. There's a, you know, you're talking about that dialect in, in El Paso. It's very different in Corpus compared to like Houston Cholos and, and Corpus Cholos. The, the, there's a, there's a very particular cadence to the way Corpus Mexican people speak, right? And it, it goes something like this, like, uh, hey, so we were like, we were going to H-E-B, and then we got there, and then they were closed. <laughs> it's like, there's this always this big reveal, <laughs> even though it's not a big fucking deal. It's <laughs> And then the puppy, he was first, he was real little. I got him from when he was a little puppy. And then he got big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that, that trickles around, too, to Little Platte, like the Valley and Port Lavaca. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Pe- people adapt every time I meet somebody from there, especially, especially Mexican people from there. Yeah. Always. That's the story. Right. Oh, man. Your son? Your son? He getting big, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He was just little when I met him, but man, he's like, how old is he? Three. Man, he's like three now, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything's a big deal, man. No, uh, it's it's great, dude. It's great. Uh, I miss El Paso sometimes. I used to like going down to they would do bike rides in Juarez, and yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's kind of a spooky place, though, to be honest with you. I mean, it's normal people just going about their lives or whatever but there's a lot of Juarez that's just ghosted like nobody lives there anymore yeah so there's a lot of abandoned shit but it's a really it's a cool it's a cool place I've always said that I feel like wherever wherever Mexicans end up that place becomes Mexico not the other way around you know so I kind of felt like El Paso was Mexico for the most part, because their culture is so strong, right? They have such a, a, a national and cultural identity yeah. that, you know, when you go into Juarez, it's not like you, the U.S. doesn't leak into there the way that Mexico, like even if you're, I used to live in Portland and uh, a lot of Mexicans lived in the suburb of Hillsborough, right? They would call it Hillsburrito. That's what the <laughs> white people call it. And uh like you go there, dude, and it's the same thing, like really good food, good taco trucks. But it's it just it always struck me as very interesting that there seem to be cultures that are more um, more defined and thus a little bit more powerful. Right. 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 Like you feel that in L.A. a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Parts of Houston are like that. But Houston's such a weird layout, weird place. that it, mm-hmm. It's definitely you go to Second Ward. There are pockets over there off of navigation that you're like, damn, this fucking, this is Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Occupied yeah. Even, Mexico. Even, even Oklahoma City. I mean, we have a botanica that we like to go to. Yeah. And that neighborhood, it's the same thing. It's just, yeah. it's its own. little. I think that's cool, though. Because, I mean, what, I'm not trying to dog on America or anything, but, you know, what is American culture? I guess it's that, right? I mean, it's yeah. the... It's the the melting pot. You melting know, if you go to 
if you go to like Brighton Beach, it's Russian, right? I mean, right. you know, right. you go to, uh, I don't know, Florida, you got Cubans. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what's cool. I like it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a, there's a lot of El Salvadorians here too in, in Houston, a lot of Salvadorians and a lot of uh, Guatemalans. So, but everybody sort of gets lumped into Mexican, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Unknown yeah. to them, even though they're vastly different cultures. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, Mexicans don't think that El Salvadorians are Mexicans. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. vice versa. Right. 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 So they they get they but they get sort of everything gets subsumed by the the Latino uh, mm-hmm. label. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm I'm part of that, so yeah yeah i uh i'm interested in how you went from stage acting to voice acting so yeah. i, I want to get into vinland saga here a little bit and uh but i'm also interested in your your journey you said there's a there's a company there's sentai that does a lot of so was this just a process of you sent in a tape and they they no. hired you or yeah. no no they somebody saw me in a play Mm. Right, so I'd I'd moved back from LA. I was kind of going back and forth to Houston and LA uh, around 2014. I was pretty much decided that I was going to stay here, and um, I was doing a play, and and somebody got my email address, and they asked me if I was interested. And then um, that led to like me doing a play with a guy who was really big in the anime world. And he recommended me for some shit. And then he started directing. So he would call me all the time. And I just sort of got into the hopper, you know, Mm -hmm. I I became one of the, like, if you need this kind of voice call, call them. And, um, and then the same thing happened to my wife. My wife does them too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she does. She does more than I do, actually. Uh, she does some manga. I mean, some uh, hentai shit too. Oh, that's right on. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, she got like like nerd dudes on Twitter, like <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to like, talk to her. That's great. So if she's doing that. Is she like so she's going into a booth and yeah, like, not, not the super not the super freaky shit, but you know, right, right. That's my department. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I just kept going and and um then uh one of those directors that I had been working with moved to Dallas and he was like, Hey, you wanna audition for a crunchy role? And I said, of course, you know, and mm-hmm. he sent me, he, he put my name on their list and they started sending me auditions and I finally booked one and then led to a couple more. And so they've been calling me here and there. I, I used what? to do a lot more, but uh, yeah, so much lately, but the Vinland saga was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I did a couple other kind of famous ones. Uh, uh, I was in a Kame Ga Kill. Mm-hmm um parasite uh, parasite yeah um uh what was another i 
I, man, I can't even remember all of them. There's so many, but those were like the really big ones. And that, that kind of got me a little bit of notice. And But I have friends like here in the theater community in Houston that are way bigger than I am at it, right? They go to like the, the cons and stuff. I, I mean, I've been invited to do it, but I just never, never did because I was always too busy. Mm-hmm. But they're they're starting to really make a big name for themselves. Yeah. What's your relationship to uh, anime besides besides the voice acting? Well, I mean, the first anime I ever remember seeing was was Akira. Right in this was in nineteen ninety ninety one. Mm-hmm. I guess it just come out not too long before that. Yeah, yeah, that was a late eighties movie. Yeah. 88, yeah. 88. Yeah. And it fucking this guy was in the theater department at this junior college in Alvin. You know where Alvin is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In Alvin, I went to junior college theater there. And this guy was like, You ever seen any anime? I'm like, No, what is that? And he told me about it. I'm like, Cool, let's watch it. It's like, What the fuck is this? Yeah. It's amazing. (laughs) Right. Wow. And then, I mean, I watched a couple of others. I don't remember Ghost in the Shell. And I think that was the other really big one that I watched not long after that. And then I sort of, I sort of lost track of the anime stuff until, until recently, until a couple of years ago when I started doing it all over again. And when I mean, when I started getting hired to do it. Right. And so um, even now I don't, watch a lot of it because i'm always fucking doing something yeah and there's so there's so much of it too no it's not at all like back in the day when we all watched like you know everybody my age grew up on dragon ball exactly yeah and that but like now there's there's so much shit it's endless it's endless man and like my nieces and nephews they're all like, which one are you doing now? What what are you doing now? And and you know, I'll tell them, like, have you ever heard of this one? Have you ever heard of this one? And they're like, Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm like, cool, yeah, I'm in that. Who are you playing? <laughs> oh wow. And uh I'm trying to look up my IMDB page because it's some of the names are on here that I just simply don't remember. Like this is the mark of a true humble badass, my man. <laughs> is in big shit does big things it's like let me and, let me bring up my resume and, i can't quite remember but you know what i mean you'll meet some people who are like you ask them what they've been in and there's like they'll list you 20 things and be like and by the way that one was nominated for an award and blah 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 but this man is a he's a worker he he, he goes in he does the job does a great job and then yeah. he's like all right what's the next thing yeah what's the next thing i need space I need I need to wipe that ram because I need <laughs> I need the space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 me, man. I try to not I, I can't bullshit. I don't I don't have the energy. Yeah. Bullshit. But yeah. you you're a real dude, bullshit. man. Oh, so are you guys, and that's why I'm fucking here. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now have you watched Vinland Saga? Uh, I've watched like the first two episodes. I got it. They, they gave me a DVD, but I don't have a fucking DVD player. <laughs> uh, I've never, I, I've watched, uh, 
some of the Japanese on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I think I watched some of the other cat. There's a, there's another cast. There's a cast from California that did mm -hmm. a version of it as well. And I watched some of that. Yeah. But yours is the Sentai. Yeah. Net Netflix now, version. Now it's the Crunchyroll. Yeah. The Crunchyroll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, mm -hmm. season two would be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Well, it's good. <laughs> I heard. It's, yeah. it's badass. It's like we got we got a, a couple episodes into it, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna watch enough of it to just get the gist, because I'm this. I'm like, I don't got any time to. I watch stuff that we watch for the show, basically, yeah. and the. Uh, but I was like, there's no way I'm gonna watch this whole show in yeah. in a week, you know, but. I figured I'll watch a, f a few episodes and I got through most of the first season. Cause I was just like, this is fucking incredible. Yeah. Like I love when they follow a character, when they introduce a character extremely young or at a certain point in their life that they just, and then you're going to follow that character for years. And in Vinland saga, they do it really fast. Like they speed it up. You don't literally follow him for years, but yeah, you know, he goes from a just a, a baby watching his father get murked right in front of him yeah. to be a, to then join in the crew of the guy responsible to be like, one day I'm going to be enough of a warrior to challenge you to a duel and kill you for yeah. revenge for my dad. It's just, fuck, it's again, it's that code stuff. It's mm -hmm. like, it's that crazy macho shit that almost like, that like brings tears to my eyes. Because <laughs> I'm like, shit. He loves his dad. He yeah. really loves his dad. <laughs> I hear you, man. Um, I, I should definitely sit down and watch it one day because that's probably the most popular one I'm in. I, I need to. I need to watch it, and I really hope it doesn't seem that way. That that I think it's like beneath me or something. It just. Oh no, not at all. Uh, there's there's so. There's so much. I think it's really cool that you discover it in this way of being, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like this discovering it by being part of it is like, that's I've a always, really cool. Yeah, I've always sort of come at shit as backwards. Pretty much all of it, like writing, acting, voice acting, just always come at it from a sideways entrance. And, and it's always been an unorthodox thing. Listen to the rest of this lovely conversation, plus gain full access to the archives, bonus episodes, read serialized novels on Yugen Junk Weekly, and gain access to the Agitator Discord over on Agitator Z. That's the $5 a month Agitator Z tier on patreon.com slash agitator.